You're listening to WCOM LP 103.5 FM Carborough and Chapel Hill. It's a Tuesday, it's five o'clock, and that only means one thing. It's time for another round of Snarky Faith with your host, Stuart Deloney. This is a space where we irreverently wrestle through life, culture, and spirituality, all with our heads in the clouds, our tongues in our cheeks, our hearts in our sleeves, and our feet on the ground. At Snarky Faith, the questions or even the answers are never the point. It's all about the conversation. So here's your host... Stuart Deloney. All right, good afternoon and welcome to another round of Snarky Faith Radio. I'm your host, Stuart Deloney, and joining me, as always, is my trusted co-host, Ben Triplett. Ben, what is the best thing that has happened to you in the last week? (laughs) You just want me to talk about having to wipe people's bottoms? No, I (laughs) would... You just walked into that in a way I didn't mean to. Uh, No, I was trying to think of things that rhyme with uh, radio head. Oh yeah. That actually was, um, yeah, it, I think it was the last time we recorded a show, uh, radio had put out burn the witch, the video, the music yep. video, which is astounding. And then in the last like three weeks, I think I've listened to a moonshape pool like hundreds of times. So, and it's still, it's it's staying with me, so I'm I'm very very impressed by this album. No, I I, really I mean, like it. You yeah, you told me to get it, and it was something that I had to I had to take a trip this last weekend, and um, we've kind of been off the air a little bit from the show, partially because I messed up my back, and it's you know as anyone that has back problems, it's so much fun. And uh, on top of it, I had to do do a bunch of driving this last weekend, uh, like for a retreat, which and is really good for your back. Oh, it is. It like it tickles it in so a way. Orgasm. Yeah, it tickles it in a way that knives tickle things. Um, but uh, that being said, uh, one of the things being stuck in the car for many many hours driving uh, that album, I kind of had it on repeat for a while, and mm-hmm. it helped me to survive when I was being stuck in a car for many many hours. Yeah, I did the same thing with the King of Limbs, their last album, mm-hmm. and I'm I'm not like most other people that, for some reason, hated that album. I actually really liked it, but the staying power wasn't quite as strong as some of their other albums, mm-hmm. and I was a little bit scared that I was going to wear this one out pretty quickly. But I, some of those songs, the third song, Deck Stark, I think I can listen to that over and over and over. I mean, I've heard that song hundreds of times since I've got the album. And it still is, it just like moves me every time I listen to it. It's mm. beautiful. There's yeah, just a ton of variety. There's a lot, it's very, it's a dynamic album. And that's something that's really important to me. I don't want things to be repetitive. I want there to be kind of like movements and shifts during a song. Um, and most of the songs on the album are very dynamic. So it's been very pleasing to me. So thank you, Radiohead, for making an album that pleases me. No, it's pleased me as well, because I remember, like, um, you know, I, I mean, I have King of Limbs, but I remember, like, In Rainbows hit me at a time in life. And so that, that, that's, that's the funny thing, too, about being able to gauge and judge music. For me, personally, it ends up being oftentimes what's going in my life at that time and if it's somehow speaking to where I'm at yeah. in my life at that time. And I remember I was just, like, in a, I was in a weird work situation that I was contemplating, do I stay, do I quit, and all this other kind of stuff. And in Rainbows was one of those things that was kind of just medicine to my soul. Yeah. That was kind of like, it's all okay. Just continue to move forward. The but, stars align. Mm-hmm. It was. And I, and I loved it. And and I think that was the one that was free, right? Uh, well, if you wanted it to be, yes. Um, okay. Sorry. But I'm cheap. 
And also, well, I mean, you know, I understand. I did. It. I think I did it free, and then I bought. But I knew that I was going to buy the physical, you know, album later. I still haven't bought the vinyl. I'd like that one on vinyl. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, t- too, this is why I'm a proponent of listening to music kind of in different moments, like in the car, or um, I like to bring my iPod most places that I'm walking, just because it'll hit you, you know, music will hit you in a certain moment, and you can stop and be in that moment with that music. And it, it really like defines the song for you. Um, and so I don't know, I'm, I encourage people to take music different places. I remember listening to Lift Your Skinny Fists by Godspeed You Black Emperor while driving back from the Outer Banks. And it was, I mean, it was like midnight. And I had accidentally gone off of, I think it's 64 maybe that takes you all the way out east and either 64 or Highway 1. But I, I went on business instead of staying on the, the bypass, like the one I was supposed to be on. And business took me through this ghost town at midnight. And all of a sudden, there's all this dissonance in that Godspeed You Black Emperor album. And it was just one of the most amazing moments. It was like being in a movie. And it makes you feel alone, but in this very like beautiful way. So I don't know. There, there are these nice, happy accidents with music. Um, that I feel like people could have if they would give it a chance. Yeah, I'm with you. And and I think just to circle back to your wiping uh, poop off people's butts comment earlier, just to be able to give clarifications, <laughs> uh, this isn't some sort of a weird fetish that Ben has. Ben is doing... I'm, I'm is, working is in a, a hospital now. Yeah, you're working in a hospital, and it's more of a residency kind of a thing that you're yeah. on? Okay. So, yes, just not wanting to think we had any... Odd kinks here on Happy yeah. Faith that's going forward. No, no, yeah. and it's yeah. been it's been a good experience. I'm I'm not complaining. I, I think that coming into healthcare even before I uh, had kind of settled on occupational therapy, just sort of thinking, praying about it, and talking with Kelly. I think one of the things that was really important to me was to serve people. And I think at one point I was thinking about maybe doing a physician's assistant uh, program, and you have to do like so many hours of paid health care and most people I think will do something like you know emergency um, tech or you know CNAs sort of the lower end very like tough jobs um, that require a lot of work and sacrifice and I don't know going into it people are like you do not want to do that like especially CNA like Mm -hmm. nurse assistants just really have really tough jobs nurses have really tough jobs um, and they don't, I don't think they get, uh, remunition for it, but you know, just that idea of sort of like washing people and, and cleaning them and like serving them, I feel like sort of wrong, uh, resonated with like my walk with Christ. So I was like, ah, there's something about this. I feel like that's right too. And, and I, I mean, I feel like there's a certain beautiful symmetry towards your career path with this because, I mean, you worked as a pastor in a church for many years, and, and, you know, when you're a pastor, I mean, a lot of it is kind of like wiping crap off of people or dealing with people's crap. Yeah. And so, more metaphorically, and now you're dealing in the physicality of that crap. I'm, I'm dealing with yeah. my crap, and we all deal with crap That's true. together. Yeah. yeah. And if any of you have ever worked in a church before, somehow I would actually rather f- deal with physical crap <laughs> than, like, Christian's weird Metaphysical crap. crap. Yeah, I, I would, <laughs> a- any day. I mean, I will, I'll have to work on my... Um, gag reflex, but yeah, I totally think I can, that would be way more preferable because at least that stuff washes off. Yeah. It's, you know what I'm saying? Like, it, it, I mean, otherwise it kind of ends up tainting your soul 
uh, emotionally, and that's really hard to scrub off. Yeah. So yes, this is a segue. Uh, certain, certain, certainly, it's a segue. <laughs> um, yeah, that is from deal- talking with Kraft too. Um, talking about other interesting stuff. I really had no good segue for that uh, whatsoever. But <laughs> is there ever a segue for the Grams? I don't really know. Um, no, oh, the, no, 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 no. I'm, I'm, I'm was actually kind of trying to do like a little bit of a speed bump in the way of moving towards the Grams and HB2 uh, to really be able to talk about uh, what's coming out. And actually, by the time you're listening to the show, it is oh. out. Uh, they have released the Bible done in emojis. And it is exactly what I. It it's about like. time, Stuart. It's it is. about time. I know we are in 2016. Why, why is this not happened yet? And uh, so yeah, it's called the it's called the Bible emoji scripture, which I think this is slightly patronizing. Scripture for uh, millennials, mm-hmm. because in my estimation, people of all ages can appreciate this. Oh, and I thought you were trying to say that millennials can read nothing but text, ease, and I, emojis. Well, I was saying that the assumption of calling it that seems slightly That's the patronizing. Insinuation. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's kind of like, hey, read the Bible for idiots. Yeah, and uh, you're not going to have a whole line of people being, hey, I'm an idiot. I want this. Right. Um, no, you've got to, you've got to like at least kind of, I don't know, put like a, I don't know. You at least have to trick the idiots into buying it first. Um, instead of saying that, no, 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 but what, I mean, but this whole thing is, they essentially what they did, and looking through this, I, I, I've been able to see like a sample of it, because it gets released in a few days, and what they had done was they took the King James version of the Bible, and when I first thought about that, I was like, what, really? But when I thought about it deeper, it's, it's simply because there's no royalties to be paid for. Um, that's too old uh, for them to be able to collect royalties on. So for them to do this project, it's quite easy. It took them about six months, but they developed a p- computer program that went through and replaced certain words and certain other things, and then they had to go through and edit it. But essentially put, I mean, I could actually, which, you know, the fact that we're either on radio or podcast when you're listening to us, I could read it to you, but it's going to sound exactly like the King James Version. Um, I'm not really sure how to do this, but, you well, know, it, it, would, it would say, like, in the beginning, God which they would have an emoji with a little halo around his head instead of the word God, created the heavens, which is like little sparkles, and the earth, which, of course, is a picture of the earth, uh, and the earth, emoji, as without form and void, dark. And so you're kind of getting that idea. So like every few words, they'd said, when I read the whole article about this, said it ended up replacing about 15% of the words Let's, in the Bible. I, I, I think I have a proposition. Let's do our own translation okay. of the translation. Translation of the translation, okay. And we can go like switch off every verse. Okay. You want to do that? I'll start out. Okay, go for it, Ben. Well, actually, I'm, I'm going to kind of copy what you just said. But uh, So in the beginning, little angel slash saint emoji created <laughs> the sparkles in the earth. So I you want to the- do verse two or you want me to keep going? <laughs> I like where you just keep going for a little bit because I, I have a feeling they're going to ask us to do the audio version of this. Yeah. I mean, once this is heard, so keep Maybe going. Maybe so. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know if I have the voice for an audio book, but I'm not James Earl Jones. Um, and the earth was without form. Earth is too easy. I'm going to leave it earth. It almost looks like a bowling form. ball because some of it's because I That's printed, printed it. That's true. Or marble. Yeah. Or ma- the marble was without form mm-hmm. and void and darkness was upon the face of the deep. Those are all words. Mm-hmm. And the Casper, the ghost, or... Yeah, he's sticking his tongue out. So yeah. I mean, it's really—he's ridiculous. a playful ghost. If that's what the Holy Spirit looks like, um, and so yeah, so Casper of Saint or Angel moved upon the face of the Hokusai waves, because yeah. that's a Hokusai wave. <laughs> that's not just a wave. 
And it's not water. It's a Hokusai wave. Yes. you <laughs> With an S after it. So I'm going to say Hokusai waves. Yeah. Okay. Then I'll do, uh, and the happy guy with a hat, <laughs> speech bubbled, <laughs> let there be light bulb, and there was a light bulb. I like that it's, it, it's an ellipsis. So if it's speaking, it's like kind of dot, in, dot, in dot, between yeah. thoughts, right? It's That's true. like just letting on the, mm. the sentence hasn't ended. So there's not technically words there. I think we're as, we're as exciting as closed captioning right now. Why? Why? Oh, I don't Explain know. Explain that a little bit. No. Do you know? Because, I mean, because when, especially live closed captioning, where they're not quite sure, they like anticipate things and then they spell them wrong. And uh, well, yeah. So I was talking. It's <laughs> as exciting as like watching it like on a film track. Yeah. You know. Um, but that is that does lead me to a funny story that I don't know if I told you this before, but it was uh, it was from friends of ours, and one of them is an ASL translator, and they were at a Christian conference of all places. And so, which, and this is literally within the last year, so uh, people remember Baby Got Back by Mm -hmm. Sir Mix a lot. And then the Christians had a version called uh, Baby Got Bible or something like that, right? Oh, yeah. Baby Got Book. It's Book. Baby Got Book. Baby Got Book, yeah. And um, which which was just a hilarious and poignant turn uh, of that song about... Someone that likes big Bibles. Okay, so yes, it's it's that great. I totally okay. remember that. Yeah, yeah, it's so stupid. Like, you can come you can on, YouTube Christians. it. Yeah. You can be so much more clever. Okay, so that's that. that's actually not the point. So what they did is at the conference, uh, because this is so like hip and now. Because what is that? I don't know. That's like ten years old. Yeah. That when when that happened, if not more, um, and so they decided to do a song version of that. And they start playing, because, again, it's to the rhythm of Baby Got Back. And so our friend, who uh, is a translator, is watching the translator for a whole group, like, it was a whole deaf group on the side. And this this person begins to hear the song, and they start translating, because apparently this person actually knows Baby Got Back by heart. Oh. And so they just heard the... American Sign Language? Yes. And so they heard the first part, and then just started going with it on their own. Not realizing it's baby got or baby got book versus baby got back, and so our friend is just That's sitting awesome. there watching this almost like a deer in the headlights and laughing and laughing and laughing because they're translating the wrong song at this Christian. It's very conference. subversive. It <laughs> unintentionally to subversive. Sneak yeah, Sir Mix a lot into a. That's, that's you know. pretty awesome. <laughs> I think that happened in Sister Sister Act. Correct. I'm not sure. <laughs> um, okay, sorry. That was a that was a whole. Please t- don't bring Whoopi Goldberg into the show. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. That was just, we can yeah. do action movies, but not Whoopi Goldberg. That's yeah. I mean, I'm trying to. Th- Never mind. I'm not going to go there. So, um, okay. So then we're back to. Are you doing verse and, four? And and Angel eyeballed the light bulb that it was yeah that it was thumbs up <laughs> red and. Angel divided light bulb from the darkness because light bulbs and darkness don't go together. No, they don't. Well, whether they, they're they, on or off, they actually do. As long as I mean, if there's no electricity at this point, yeah. in the story, like a light bulb's not going to do a whole lot, right? Um, Unless you're flying it in a storm uh, on a kite. But <laughs> thank you, Benjamin Franklin. <laughs> I'm like messing up. Yeah, I, no, that, th- this should all go into kind of just the commentary at the bottom when we do the audio version for the emoji Bible people. Um, yeah. Okay. And then, so, and then the, uh, happy guy with a hat. Um, am I repeating what? No, 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 I didn't. Okay. Um, and the happy guy with a hat called the light bulb. Um, 
What do you got for that one? I was curious. Sunshiny? Yeah. Um, I was thinking egg. Uh, yeah, it almost I know. looks it's, like an egg in a nest. I can see that. It can be an egg in a without nest. Without the, co- I mean, we're looking at this without color. So That's true. Like yeah, I printed, I printed this out. So, uh, and the darkness called it a <laughs> brown box. Smear. Black. Yeah. Um, and the evening and the box were on the first uh, sunshiny thing. Okay. So, needless to say, <laughs> if you're interested in going it's and checking checking this out, uh, don't take our version of it because our translation is probably like the Eugene Peterson, the message version. <laughs> Of the emoji version of the King James Version Bible, if any. Which is just taking sense. too many versions, too many. Of, it's a too version. Many, yes, we yeah. we've gone too far off track with this version. A version. We we've ruined everything about Christianity right now. And so, speaking about ruining everything about Christianity, that, that was a, a better transition. Segue. Okay, so earlier I was I'm my fist bump you for that one. Okay, um, and so yes, you're right. Earlier, my game was totally off. And now it may be on, or this was just the the apex of the show, and everything is downhill everything after is that. Downhill now. Um, but but okay. So before we hop into this, we're going to talk about the Graham twins. They're not really twins, but you know the Graham sibs siblings. I don't know, um, which is Anlock Graham and Franklin Graham. They are just and, and Graham Lots and Graham Lots. Did I say it backwards? Anne, I, okay. I didn't even know that was her name. Yeah. Until so they are, I mean, me they are kind of like the evil, like Wonder Twins from the DC universe who have not the gotten their version. own movie. Yeah. yeah. Can they like form into things? Oh, yeah. oh, they definitely form into stuff. I just can't really, really boring, use what they like, are on the air. Yeah. FCC wise. So boring um, or offensive things. Yes. Bigoted a-holes. Yay. Wonder <laughs> Twins activate. What are you? Um, I'm a bigot. Yay, me too. <laughs> and um, so, yeah, you're right. That, that is actually how it works. Um, thanks, Ben. You actually connected those dots for me without it. But, um, but laying the groundwork before we kind of hop in with this, I mean, a lot of this... Okay, so, dear listeners out there, uh, if you have not noticed what is going on in the world today, we'll, we'll kind of give you a little recap. Um, anytime things kind of move forward with uh, any kind of progress or progressive... Things happening, meaning certain groups of people getting rights to get married, certain people having rights to go to the bathroom, all these other kind of things. You know, anytime like uh, people get to do stuff and you don't like it, somehow the Christians are flipping out. I mean, that's probably the worst summary of things. Starbucks changing their logo. Oh, Starbucks changing your logo. We can talk about like the war on Christmas. We can talk about. I mean, whatever it is that kind of ends up being kind of like the pimple on the butt of Christians that just kind of just, it just keeps itching and it just makes them ornery and mad. You know, so we, we're, we're kind of in, in this climate. And so then take that and then throw into it like the 2016 presidential election and everything kind of just moves to a fever pitch. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it, it's kind of just gotten more, it's just gotten crazier and more colossal and more and more divisive. It's all on the line. It's, <laughs> It, it, that's what everybody's telling everybody that everything is sarcasm. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, that, that was not. Serious. No, but I would think that many many a Christian out there would say would agree have agreed with that statement. Which you know, uh, I do appreciate that you hit the button for that one. Yeah, I've been through enough presidential elections to know that no one's going to move anywhere if anyone gets elected. I'm pretty sure, and I doubt that anyone's actually going to ruin the country. Even though I, I have, you know, opinions and things like that, people I like and don't like, I, I don't think that 
any one person is capable of completely torpedoing a country. That's my little spiel. That's my soapbox. No, I would say, I, yes, yeah, I would say you're right, because I, I do think oftentimes that we can totally just get tunnel vision when it comes to president and ignore everything else that's going on. Yeah. And there's pr- plenty of crazy stuff happening in other arenas. Like, you know, enter into uh, what's going on in North Carolina with HB2, uh, where our state essentially just told people just to hold it. Uh, not go to the bathroom and just use the bathroom when you go home mm-hmm. as an answer. Or, you know, again, if we're talking about wiping people's butts, like we said earlier in the show, uh, maybe adult diapers is the answer. You know, that's <laughs> one way you don't have to do this. Hey. And, um, and so what begins to happen is you end up having folks that have a certain worldview that feel like however that they've contextualized their worldview, that that is somehow is the right one. And that if anything it comes into effect or even challenges that worldview, um, that Armageddon is happening. Yes. You know, because it, it really comes down to this whole thing of control. You know, that I want to control my environment through my beliefs. And, and, and when I mean that I want to control my environment, it means I want to control everybody else around me. And that you don't want anything to, to me, like conservatism is defined by lack of, or, not wanting anything to change, wanting things to stay the same and kind of looking back to a, an era that we've lost and need to get back to. Those are some sort of common themes I see in conservatism. Well, and, and like, stop taking my world away from me. You know, you've changed the Starbucks logo. This is my world is crashing around me because, you know, the Reese's peanut butter trees don't look like trees. Wasn't that a thing, too? <laughs> I, th- yeah, I think yes. it was. I'm I sorry. Really it took, it took it me a minute to know what you're talking about. Yes, yes. It was a thing that people were mad that they. I was just trying to not, think back to all of the weird things that Christians complained about. It the was. They were mad that, you know, because the old ones used to look like they had a penis and now they just look like a blob. I mean, because, again, <laughs> Christmas is about eating like the head of a chocolate penis. Yeah. And if you've taken that away from me, I'm upset now. Um, no, but but even to push what you're saying further, it ends up being like this idealized perspective of the past. You know, meaning that that um, oftentimes, like the way memory works. I mean, with 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 all of us, and this isn't simply just conservative liberal kind of conversation here, but this is you know, our, we have selective memory. Um, mm-hmm. You know, you know, we can go through. You know, if Ben and I went out to eat, I could have a great time. And uh, you may be sitting there checking your phone to get a text with that really disheartens you, and you'll remember the evening as being awful. Right. Now, are you right? Am I wrong? I mean, or am I right and you're wrong? Well, it just depends. I mean, it, it, this really boils down to a huge perspective issue. And, and so a lot of this, you end up seeing the Christians just kind of really just getting to this fever pitch of insanity and what begins to happen is because they're saying, you're changing my values or you're changing the way that I see the world and I do not like it. Mm-hmm. And, and especially when it comes into issues of, I mean, I don't know if you, if you can, I, I mean, I'll go ahead and say this, you know, especially with, with these issues of human rights. Mm-hmm. Um, so in North Carolina, when we b- begin to talk about human rights, I mean, I think a pretty basic human right is being able to use the crapper when you want to. Yeah. I mean, I, I, mean, I, I mean, heck, I, I mean, they even let people take craps in Russia and China in North Korea, you know, I, I think that, the, you know, that's one of those things over there where they're like, I mean, that, that ends up being a human right mm-hmm. in these places, which, I mean, if, if we're kind of scraping the bottom of the barrel, if we're talking about the fact that we're not allowing people to use uh, a restroom in safety 
And, and so what's begun to happen from all of this stuff, from all of this, like the HB2 thing that's happened here, and then when Obama trumped everything, uh, no pun intended, you know, uh, with but being uh, able to, yeah, I know. And Sorry, drop my pen. And, you know, with Obama doing that and stepping forward, it's, we, we have this whole clash of culture. We have this whole group that the, one of them is, it really feels like is dominated by fear. Mm-hmm. And and I, f- I really feel like that one of the things that has happened, and, and I will, you know, again, if you've listened to the show for any time, you know, I, I will say that I am a follower of Christ in, in this. And, but I feel like I have no dog in this fight here um, in what we're talking about, because I feel like it's, so much of this is absolutely ridiculous. And these arguments that we're getting into have nothing to do with following after Jesus. Yeah, I th- um, and I would say, too, that part, uh, one of the things that bugs me about the whole HB2 thing is that it has become, there's like this really narrow, specific kind of focus on what, especially like conservatives, um, I think, taking sort of the pro HB2 side, I guess. isn't HB2 is the, you know, um, people of like, that identify with genders other than like how they are recognized, you know, publicly or something like that, that they can't use bathrooms of that. Like basically you can't identify as a gender that if you look like a man or a woman, you know, and you're in the quote unquote wrong bathroom, then you're going to get kicked out or in trouble or whatever. And it's been happening too. Yeah. And and that's become the focal point and people want to talk about people, you know, being assaulted in bathrooms and things like that. But really underneath the surface, I think, of all this is that people are feeling, hopefully, less threatened of, you know, identifying in certain ways or, um, you know, the world, I think the world around us, people have been living kind of in obscurity for such a long time. And now things are changing. Some maybe higher profile people have, like, I mean, we've talked about Caitlyn Jenner on the show before. Um, you know, and, and at least I've noticed, and maybe this is just anecdotal, but people are feeling a little less threatened about, you know, kind of revealing their identities publicly. And then, you know, for other people that have just completely ignored that, you know, there are different types of people in the world and now they feel encroached upon and they want to get back to, you know, this is wrong. People are like choosing this now. Well, I don't know if that's necessarily true. I think people have, you know, different, very, a huge variety of people um, have been around for a long time. It's just that certain people, you know, could or could not publicly identify themselves, you know, with a certain community. And now people are feeling more, maybe more comfortable, um, you know, with that. And then the people who are not at all comfortable with change are saying, whoa, 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 you know, the world's spinning out of control right now it's like ah you've been living around people your whole life and maybe now they're just finally feeling comfortable coming out and saying you know i'm this is how i identify and you you just want to like stick your head in the sand at Mm -hmm. this point and say no 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 this is crazy this is you know you're crazy for thinking that way you just you want to like assault my child or something like that yeah it's really bad math you know what I mean? Like what, what, like the the assumptions that they've made um, with a lot of this that the uh, somehow, if you have somebody, it, I don't know, if, if people start switching bathrooms, I mean that somehow that equals chi- children getting molested. Mm-hmm. Because again, like you go back to this whole thing. Like I had a conversation with somebody in my family recently about this, and their whole answer to me was. 
you know, oh, so if you're if you're against uh, HB two, that means you want your kids to get molested. And that's what bugs. That's what and, bugs me. And I'm like, no, like, what, what, what part of this conversation or anything that I've ever said in my entire life would lead you to think that I wanted my kids to get molested? But you know, it, it goes back to that whole straw man argument that that a lot of folks prop up. You know, meaning that it, again, if 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 you're trying to have a dialogue with somebody and they keep throwing at you, oh, kids are getting molested, so you're for that. Like, right. you know, that's one of those, like, well, no, I'm not for that. Oh, okay, then you're not for, you know, then you really are against HB2. No, I didn't say that either. Like, it, it ends up there being, like... There are only like, two options. Absolutely. And, and, and it's, it's, it's just bad logic. It's kind of bad algebra. Like, you know, one plus one equals, like, 12? Or one plus one equals, like, water? You know, it's kind of what it feels like in, in this. And you're like, wait, 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 wait. You know, what, what kind of logic, are, you know, are you using? Or even on top of this, even on top of this... You know, the idea that somehow, and I've had conversations with people about this, that they somehow feel like the world is getting, many conservative Christians would say this, not all, but that somehow the world is, is that somehow we're moving towards Armageddon, like the end of the world, right? Mm -hmm. And, and with that, that somehow sin is ramping up, that somehow back in yonder days of their childhood, because again, in the days of slavery, or <laughs> racism, and pre-civil rights. Well, and I, yeah, I mean, all the, like that somehow, yeah, like yeah, uh, mass genocide on the Native Americans, any of these things. Oh, but wait, it was it was a golden era when we didn't have as much sin, and especially when you begin to talk about people that are that are homosexual um, or gay or, or lesbian or transgendered or any of this. You know, the question is, so you want folks to go back to the 1950s where people had to fake who they were and fit in? You know, because they're acting like this is somehow all new. Yeah, that's kind of my point. It's Yeah, I know, mean, it is. Like, this is, wait, wait, no, no, no. No, folks just used to live in the shadows before. And, and I think if anything we've learned, like, over time is that, that anytime that you live in the shadows, and I think just away from this idea of of living in and amongst others in community, you know, when you live in the shadows, things tend to get warped. Right. You know what I mean? Where you're kind of dealing with your shadow self. You're, you're, you're dealing with all, and, and on top of it is you've been lumped on shame and you've been lumped all these other things on top of you and, and you're not able to live fully just as a human being. And kind of connecting this to Anne Graham Watts, um, she she's made like a Pat Robertson sort of statement. I feel like a lot of, conservative evangelical Christians have kind of made this move before that, you know, pick like bad things that are happening at the moment and say that, you know, God just has his finger on the button right now because he's mad at everyone, you know, for this thing that I don't agree with. Um, I guess my response to that is if he, I feel like during the, you know, first a hundred years of the United States, if that wasn't enough for, or, I mean, really 200 years, if that wasn't enough for God to not destroy the United States and blow it off the face of the planet, then he's probably not going to do it right now with what's going on. If if slavery and, like you said, you know, just sort of Genocide, tracing across yeah. the United States and killing people. Um, or misogyny. I mean, you know, yeah, there, you can there's a long pick list. your poison. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, for me personally, I'm just thinking... If slavery, I mean, slavery is like the thing in the Bible that is not cool. If slavery was not enough for God to not kind of just push the button and, you know, implode the United States, I don't think he's going to do it with, you know, whatever issue, little thing that you're coming up with. 
that, you know, people are coming out now in public and, and that God is like going to send Hurricane Katrina, or, you know, this sort of Westboro Baptist Church thought. Um, another thing that bugs me about this, and I'll, I think I've talked about it on the show before, but uh, one of the professors at Duke Divinity School, uh, J. Cameron Carter, wrote an article in response to Pat Robertson, um, his, his sort of thought that, you know, the earthquake in Haiti, and Haiti just went through a really rough time. Um, and this was, what, like four or five years ago. Um, and Pat Robertson says, you know, okay, so this is God judging Haiti because they have voodoo there, which is, you know, it's a very, like, causal, black and white, simple way of explaining, um, you know, suffering. And J. Cameron Carter's response is, you know, that's not incarnational thinking. Incarnational thinking says that, you know, God became man or God became a human um, and took on suffering so that he could suffer with us. And that's almost like decarnation. That's not a word. Decarnational. Deincarnational. Yeah. <laughs> or deincarnational thinking that God just sort of like floats over everything he made and like judges us the whole time. Um which is really the way that people live. They they don't want to be a part of anything. They want to sit outside of it, and like evangelical Christians want to sit outside of suffering and complain about it, mm-hmm. and you know, and, and blame and blame and point fingers and say, "Well, this is why this is happening." Why aren't you there? Like, why are you not going to that suffering and suffering with people? Um, which is, I mean, and how can you read the Bible and not see that that's what Jesus did? Well, and it ends up being a very, which which is really funny, and it would piss uh, the folks that we will be talking about through these articles. It would piss them off for, for them for for them to hear me say this, but their logic is extremely pagan. You know, it kind of harkens back to the idea that oh, when, yeah, when the you know what I mean, like when the yeah. god the gods are angry, right. and so the Let's gods make a sacrifice. You know what I mean? That that I mean that it's a total pagan mindset that they actually have with this. That somehow, you know, if if the gods are angry with us, we have to do something to appease them. But if the gods are happy with us, we still need to make sure we're doing something to appease them so they don't get angry. Right. And, and so that's I mean, if, if you think of that mindset, that that is a total like pre biblical mindset um, that that folks had. Where we when we begin to enter into that story of Abraham in the Bible, where God begins to speak to him personally, God speaks to him by name. And God begins to talk to him like like on a personal level of blessing and, and and journey and other things of that nature, and we see that as a very 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 different God than the ones that they're portraying here. Where again, God is far away and God is angry. He's like Zeus. He's ready to throw lightning bolts down because you've done something to offend him, and that's the way it works. Because again, if we can blame all of these things, whether it's like a uh, like a weather like you know tragedy that happens, mm-hmm. like an earthquake, or we if we blame it on something like the San Bernardino shooting or nine eleven, which is a human created problem, if we say God let these things happen, what that means is we are not accountable for what caused these situations. Right, that wasn't me. <laughs> you know that what I mean? Us. I mean, yes, yes. I mean, yeah. So nine eleven happens. Why? Because guess what, folks in the Middle East don't think we're awesome. Uh, or at least not as awesome as we think we are. You know, I mean, when, when certain shootings and other stuff happens, some of it's because, yes, we're America, and we get masturbatory when it comes to guns. We just get off on guns. Like, and I don't even understand that anymore. And so that's an American problem. That's not a God problem that we're having here. When Katrina happens, why does that happen? Some of it may be the fact that the earth is, is warming up. Why did that happen? Because of the things that we're doing to it. 
And, and so when we have this weird causality nature of being able to, like, just assume what God is doing and not doing, which, again, is fairly dangerous um, for us to begin to say, God did this because of this, God did this because of this, when, you know, why is it only that certain Christians are hearing this and other ones aren't? Yeah. You know what I mean? And, like, so that it's, I mean, so that, that's a weird thing that we're continuing to trump uh, again, not meaning to, gosh, what is a better word than that? I keep using that, and it makes me feel dirty every time it's I say it. It's his ploy. Isn't his real name like Shrumpf or something? It, yeah. <laughs> That's why he changed it to Trump. Because It is, and supposedly it. it's trademarked, and I have already like racked up $5,000 worth of royalties by using it you commonly him. in a sentence. Um, no, no, but I mean, but, but, we, but we end up pitting this really weird math version of God. If this happens plus this happens, it means this happens. Like, in, in, in a certain sense, it's almost like, and I, t- tell me if I'm wrong, Ben, on this, but the way that they are t- the Grams are talking about this, it ends up sounding like you can end up manipulating God for his favor. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And the thing that bugs me about that, this is, I think, the most annoying thing in this article. There's a quote that Am- Anne Graham Watts, uh, she said, if 9-11 didn't turn us to prayer like that, sort of this like repentant prayer, that if uh, San Bernardino doesn't, it almost frightens me to think what it would take to make us so desperate that we'll cry out to God and we'll get on our face and repent. So why have, why have you, Ann Graham Lotz, not been doing that? And if you have been, then why hasn't God been listening? Are you not worth listening to? Like, that's, that's my <laughs> thing. What, yeah. what is so... That's like an oh snap moment right there. Keep what, going. What's such a big deal that you... Like, why are you not doing this? And why are you... Why do you have to make it such a big deal that other people are doing it with you? Mm-hmm. Like, why don't you go out and do that and invite people to do it with you if it's so important? Why do you have to get up on a pedestal and, like, yell at other people about not doing it? And again, it goes back to this whole sort of, like, getting in your corner, not being a part of something, not doing something, but complaining and pointing. And lumping guilt and shame on people yeah. for doing that and tearing people down and not taking personal responsibility. And, and again, I mean, you begin to see that whole mentality of, I mean, I, I've heard somebody say this before, you know, typically like anytime you draw a line between you and somebody else, Jesus is usually on the other side of that line. Mm-hmm. And when you do that. And, and so again, I mean, we see this, it's this logic of I'm righteous, you're not, you need to listen to me, you need to repent because everybody else is bad. And, 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 and ultimately, what makes me so sad, it, it makes it sound like God is so far removed from this world. You know, that somehow, like, giving, giving uh, torment, you know, killing people, doing all this stuff. I mean, it, it sounds just like this Old Testament angry God that these, that these folks end up holding up and, and worshiping. Mm-hmm. And, and, it, and it completely negates the person of Jesus. It completely negates just the empathy of Jesus. It completely negates the fact that, you know, where would Jesus be today? He would be hanging out on the margins of, of society and culture to where the persecuted people are, yeah. not the people on the podiums, not the people that are, that are out rallying people uh, at a fever pitch towards hate and bigotry. Yeah, and it's interesting. I, I feel like some of the reply that some people who will stand up for the Grams are saying, you know, that, they're like modern prophets, you know, and the prophets would cry out and repent and, you know, prophesy and tell people, you know, you should turn or God's, you know, going to come, come down on you with a hammer. Um, and again, first of all, my response to that would be that's not incarnational thinking. Like um, post-Jesus, it's suffering with. I mean, that's part of it. 
And are they doing that? Um, but also, I think one of the differences now is at that point, there, there weren't platforms, quite, quite the same platforms to be heard. Um, but now, gosh, there is like, there's so many avenues of being heard. And I feel like everybody thinks that they're the one that needs to be listened to. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, my, my dad was Billy Graham and I mean, I honestly, maybe in sympathy towards them, maybe that's part of it as being part of a legacy. They feel the need to say something. Um, you know, I don't know, but it's, it's like anytime anything happens, there are certain people that are like designated. They feel like they have to say something in this public format rather than do something. And I don't know that it's just kind of, obviously it, it bugs me because I'm raising my voice. But. No, but, but, but when you look at it, it ends up being, I mean, I feel like they've just fallen into the same mode as politicians have, you know, the more that you can get your voice out there, the more that you can kind of rile up your tribe, the more donations you get and the more time you get in front of people. You know what I mean? Like, like, cause when you think about this, you're right. Like you'd mentioned that they probably think of themselves as modern day prophets. But if you really want to look at who the prophets were in the Old Testament, um, and again, correct me if I'm wrong in my logic here, but the prophets were calling Israel, like their own people, yep. to change and reform. Yes. So they were there saying, hey, you, the tribe of Israel, my own people, my own tribe, you need to change what you were doing. You know, they weren't there sitting and saying, I don't know, you dang Amalekites or whatever ites were out there. And you know, they weren't sitting there doing that to people. Mm -hmm. You know, it was really about the tribe. And, and so I think what's begun to happen here, and, and you're right. I mean, I think when you look at how we communicate nowadays, you know, it's not simply that, you know, if you're Facebooking out there, you're not simply just hitting the people that are part of your tribe, but you're also hitting other people. And especially if you're from a well-known family legacy, you're going to get picked up in news outlets and you're going to get platforms to speak on and you're going to get paid to do that as well. Um, and because, again, as much as they feel like that they're telling the truth and being martyred for that, they're also benefiting financially from that. Let's not forget that part. Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And I'm just thinking specifically. Like there's, no sack, there's no sackcloth and ashes for these prophets. Yeah, I'm, I'm thinking specifically of Franklin and Graham, too, mm -hmm. where it's sort of this back and forth, like, I'm going to put something out there, and then someone responds, and I'm going to get my panties in a wad and respond again and again and again. And sort of end on this very, um, I'm trying to think of that last, sort of that last thing he said, like, you know, blessed are those. Um, it, he basically did a little, like, Christianese move. Um, I'm having trouble finding it right now. But, um, you know, that God is God is uh, watching us right now or, you know, one of, something like that. Um, and I don't know, it's... I've, uh, it reminds me of Nietzsche's kind of like attack on the on Christianity of his time, and I I really agree with it that it's really based in this sort of resentment. It's based in this very reactionary, um, you know. I don't I don't I'm like hiding stuff, and I don't want to actually you know deal with things and live in the real world, and so I'll like build this huge like fake world where I can judge everyone and be resentful towards them through this like logic I've created. Um, and, and it's, it's really annoying. I think for people who are, who don't buy into it because you can see how all you have to do is move a couple of pieces around 
and you can just stay in the same place over and over again. And now, like you, you mentioned, connecting it into kind of our modern day where you can be like a self-made person on public media um, or on social media and things like that, that they really benefit off of this and profit, profit, there's a pun, um, <laughs> profit from it. So wait, maybe the kind of profit that they're claiming they are, we're just reading it wrong in our heads when we're hearing it. What is it, onomatopoeia? What is the word where they, it's two words that sound the same way. But oh, homo- homonym. Homonym. I don't even know yeah. what onomatopoeia is, so keep going. That's like a word like buzz. Okay. Like a sound word. Sound word. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah. So, homonyms. <laughs> and maybe we, I, I okay. Homo? And Graham Lotz, I apologize. Franklin Graham, I did not realize that you were a prophet where there's dollar signs in the word. Much like, you know, the prophet Creplo Dollar and Benny Hinn and all of them. I misunderstood you the entire time, so I apologize. But I, I don't really. know. It's I, I just, I feel like there's a lot behind... Um, kind of these moves of like let's let's logically figure out how we can justify what's going on rather than even entertain the idea that we might be wrong and maybe the people that like you said i mean a lot of repentance and and prophecy and preaching and all these sorts of things went out to god's people they didn't go out to the people who didn't really you know care or were kind of doing their own thing um and the one the one example I can think of, I'm sure there are probably others, but the one example I can think of is Jonah, and he didn't want to do it. You know, he's not like this person who's like, oh, yeah, I'm going to get on my Facebook and start, you know, <laughs> Facebooking at people. I mean, he's like, no, nah, I don't want to do that. I'm scared. And he ran away and got ate by a whale. Um, and it, it took, you know, basically him getting... He died and came came back, you know, that whole but thing. But he Snapchatted the whole experience. Yes. He, uh, yeah, he was tweeting from the belly of the whale mm-hmm. under the ocean. No, I, there's, it, it's, I don't know, it's a very different type of story. Whereas, you know, and thinking about like Jeremiah or somebody who's sort of talking about the fall of um, Jerusalem and things like that. I mean, he is, he's talking to God's people. Um, he's lamenting over God's people. He's like, why are, why are we not doing what we're supposed to be doing? Um, it's very inward focused, not outward focused. But it's also very us focused. Like you said, like why are we not at this place, as opposed to why are not you at this yeah, place? Yeah, other you Christians. Know? Like I'm doing it, but no, what I about mean, the other Christians? The whole point <laughs> of like the prophet. I mean, I feel like like what you'd said to connect it even further is, I mean, prophets in the if you're looking at the Old Testament, they suffered. Oh yeah, absolutely. For for, for being able to stand in this place to be able to to speak. They spoke things that were unpopular, which is that's the part that that the Grams have gotten caught up in, right? You know, if if it's unpopular, oh, I must be a prophet, you know, right? Unpopular but, with whom, though? Yeah. Huh. Well, but but I mean, but if you see about this, I mean, the more he talks, the more he does this, the more he riles up a certain base um, yeah. that continues to solidify him, and it does not really seem like he has lost much. Um, in this. No, he's not giving up a lot to, to do that. And and what it ends up sounding to me way more like would be the prophets that Jesus called a brood of snakes many times. Um, not the prophets, the Pharisees that Jesus called uh, a brood of snakes many times in the New Testament because what he accused them of doing was uh, putting all of these high standards upon other people, weighing them down, claiming that that was God's will. And they, the Pharisees, would not lift a finger to help the people. And, and I feel like, again, that we're seeing these impossible standards being thrown upon people that are being legislated by folks that probably aren't even living by the same standards. 
Yeah, and that's another kind of point of annoyance, I think, for um, Christians who don't like to beat the drum of some of these uh, evangelical, or I always say evangelical, but conservative Christian ideas that we, it's like we fixate on one. I guess now it's like gender identity. Like 10 years ago, it was sexual orientation. And I mean, I'm sure that's still there that people, you know, jump back to, but it's like we pick the one that we can fixate on while we're just like traipsing all over all these other <laughs> things in our own lives. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, you know, that just take your pick and things that are really like hurting people. Um, so I, yeah, that's a point of annoyance, I think, with several people that I've heard, um, you know, that are kind of getting fed up with Christians constantly beating the drum of of these certain things. Well, and what happens is, and, and this is actually what frustrates me more than anything. I mean, there, yes, this is fun to barb at them and talk about why they are just hot, hot air like bigots and what they're doing. But what bothers me is that they continue to attach like Jesus and God and these agendas. Yeah. And, and, and what, what, what begins to happen is people just assume, oh, for you to understand the ways and the teachings of Jesus and to follow after those things, this is what it looks like, right? Right? Because that's how things are covered in uh, the news or social media. And, and I go back to this going, no, not at all. Like, this is whatever you're seeing here is not, you know, they're using the words Jesus and Christian, but I somehow think that uh, the words they're using are the same way that we're using the words. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's almost like you're talking about a guy named Jesus, right? Um, <laughs> you're the guy that, like, hangs out at the bowling alley. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, it, but. <laughs> oh, wait. Nothing against bowling. No, but that was just a good uh, Big Lebowski reference. Yeah. Um, that, I'm glad you saw where I was going yeah, with that. Yeah. Or, you know, or it could be like Job. The Jesus. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. Um, so, but when you're, but when you're looking at, no, but no, but what begins to happen is we end up having this. We assume this is what Christianity looks like. We assume this is what following Jesus looks like. And, and the problem is, when we continue to see these two things paired together over and over again, I don't blame people for leaving church and saying, I don't want part of this tribe anymore. Yeah. Like, because if that's the tribe, I don't want part of it either. I was reading, a, now that you're on the subject, I was reading a, uh, an article on Sufjan Stevens and just kind of going through different songs that he's written and, you know, why this certain author enjoyed it. And... um he, I, I'm pretty sure he was. He did not identify as a Christian, but it was interesting that you know, for every song he brings up, Sufjan Stevens is a Christian, but not that type of Christian, <laughs> you know. And and it's it was just interesting to me. I I feel like sometimes I just live in my own world in my head that I don't realize that there are large numbers of people in the world now that, uh, especially in the United States, that look at Christians as you know, bigoted, and I'm, I'm just kind of listing what this author said. You know, Christians are generally, like, bigoted, and uh, they want tax breaks for the rich, and they don't care about anybody else, and they're opinionated, and, you know, just this huge li- the, they're homophobic, and there's just, like, huge list of things. And it, it made me think, you know, sometimes I feel like we, we do kind of maybe beat a drum on the show about um, sort of lambasting um, conservative Christians, and we, we do tend to take those topics a lot. But it occurred to me, 
I feel like there are a lot of people in the world that just see Christianity as just that. Mm-hmm. And it's really important to know that, I mean, there are other views, you know, there are other ways of kind of entering into following Christ in the world where you don't, you don't agree with sort of that uh, common opinion of Christianity. Well, and I, I probably shouldn't tell this story, which is always the good start for a story. Um, <laughs> Go ahead. But it, no, but you even talking about that. So again, uh, if you're listening to us over the radio, you know that you're listening to us on WCOM in Carborough and Chapel Hill. If you're listening to us over a podcast, uh, you don't fully know what that means. And so we end up being like Chapel Hill and Carborough are kind of a progressive spot in the middle of, or the probably the black spot yeah. on the uh, the Bible Belt, like one of two in North Carolina. <laughs> yeah, the Asheville and and this area here. And I remember um, originally, this is probably been three years ago when I was like applying for the job at the radio station. And I remember the guy that was interviewing me had ended up asking me like looking like resume stuff and other stuff, and he's like, "Wait, wait, wait, why why would you want to do this? Because you like he'd seen that like, you know I had like pastor on my resume, um, and." And so he was super hesitant because, again, we're in, in, in a fairly progressive area. The idea of throwing a pastor on the air um, is kind of scary, uh, especially assuming what everyone else assumes is. And so, and now you got two of them. I know, I know. We <laughs> multiplied. <laughs> um, but I remember because they were – so he was very hesitant, the guy that I was talking with. And so I remember just sitting here and doing this, and I was like, oh – and I mean, I'll, I'll, I didn't censor myself when I said this. I said, oh, so you think I'm an a-hole pastor like most of them? And he just started dying laughing. <laughs> and he's like, well, and he didn't want to answer them. I was like, no, it's okay. I, I totally uh, understand that. And that, that, like, that totally shifted the entire interview after that because I think they walked in with a no. And, mm-hmm. and, and you're right about that, Ben. Like, some of this is us being able to say, no, 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 I think you can be a follower of Christ and, and not an ass. You can be a follower of Christ and not a bigot because, yes, I want to distance myself from those folks as much as possible because I do feel like they are doing damage to the work and the teachings of Jesus, um, much like when we look at... See, we didn't even hit much of, of Franklin. Actually, this has been way more fun than, than harping on them too much. But what he was even getting at... So we already had Angram Lotz blaming all of these atrocities on whatever agenda she's against at the time, mostly like the LGBTQ community. Um, and so Franklin was even getting at the point of encouraging people, encouraging people to martyr themselves um, or face God's like eternal wrath, which... You, and I, you, you, have, to go, you is, have to go a little bit deeper into martyring, though, because it's very comical, what his like version of martyring. Oh, I mean, well, the whole it's thing really started. Ridiculous. The whole thing started with it was with a Facebook post of being able to say, "Who? Uh, what are you willing to take a bullet for?" Which is which is already like it just gives you the warm and, f- and fuzzy tingles as you hear that. <laughs> it's like a Charles Bronson movie. <laughs> it is like, oh, you had me at bullet. Keep going. <laughs> Tell me more. And so, like, no, no. So unpack Death that. Wish, yeah, Christianity. <laughs> <laughs> it is. I'm like, oh, you, that, that's an encouraging word. Thank you for that. I wish and, I could do a Charles Bronson voice because I, I, I would can't. really like. What are you willing to take a bullet for? That was terrible. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yes, your wife will scold you for doing that. Yeah. Um, no, but I mean, but the, again, it ends up being like this fake form of persecution. So as we're, we're getting to the end of this, but but give give me your summary of the delusional version of martyrdom that Franklin Graham is talking about here. Well, it's just this sort of idea in the, in conservative Christianity that, um, you know, if you're not uh, like, 
basically you can uh, i think they think that you can act however you want you can do these really like controversial things and then people will hate you and you know we've i think we've actually talked about this on the show before oh, oh about like like when you actually there's, when you make persecution happen to yourself yeah, to make yourself feel like a better christian like there's a difference between being annoying and being persecuted um and so i think that just sort of wrapped up into this is like if you're not being shot at for you know being annoying that then you're not being annoying enough is that is that am i reading yeah this yeah, correct? yeah yeah no or you're, did you're, I read you're reading it you're reading correct but Which i just think is so but, ridiculous but that's the same thing that they're inciting people like liberty university like getting their students to start uh having concealed carry permits on campus saying that's okay so all this other kind of stuff so you're right like like I, before, uh, you know, years ago, I would kind of laugh at this when people would act like they were persecuted. But now on top of this, this narrative has become this almost fear-mongering narrative where folks are actually beginning to believe that somehow their life is in danger. And, right. and at the same time, they're carrying weapons. And so that gets even more scary. And, and the fact that in, anything like that, anything like that we're talking about is somehow associated with Jesus is so far from like the east to the west when we're when we're describing the like the 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 loving the uh, sacrificial the pacifist uh, ways of Jesus versus what we're hearing about these folks. I mean, I, in all honesty, I feel like they're like the Kim Jong Uns of like Christianity. Yeah, that's kind of the feel I get from it. It's you know what like I mean? Or, total or the, or, escalation. Yeah, the Trumps, extremes. the Putins. When you're hearing all this kind of stuff, and you're like, "What? This is crazy!" And nobody takes these guys seriously. I guess well, people are sadly taking Trump seriously, but you know, for these other folks, we're not taking them seriously. But in the Christian world, people eat this up. Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's. It, I think there's such a strong identity tied with, and again. It's really annoying that there are these like political um, issues that are tied in with you. You mentioned like gun control, um, and that people feel like when they tie that with their faith, that somehow being a Christian means that you're you're like tied to violence and doing violence or having violence done on you. And um, you know, with I mean, there are other sort of like very few scattered like conservative political ideals that that's how you identify as a Christian. And so this is like Franklin Graham kind of pulling the strings of the gun one and the way that I don't know, I don't know how you would interpret that because if you're talking about taking a bullet, but then you have people also feeling that they should not take a bullet. Oh, does it mean you're supposed to like take one and put it in your gun? Yeah, I know. You know I, I just kinda, don't know where that like goes it's, it's, from. It's there, it's like the but... free mints they have at restaurants. You know what I mean? You're like, oh yeah, I, I can take one. Like I can take a bullet and put it in my gun and then shoot somebody that I disagree with. But what's, maybe that's it. I don't know. What's really like strange to me is that people like will not drive on a certain side of town, and yet they'll agree with this. You mm-hmm. know? Yeah. Like you're not gonna go visit someone on a certain side of town because it scares you because you know it's violent or people carry guns or whatever. And yet, you're still going to, like, buy into this and say, you know, you should spout off and say whatever you want to people, even if it, like, takes them off and they'll shoot you. But you're not willing to go and, like, visit ex like, co-worker that lives on the other side of town. You know what I mean? No, no, I'm with you. And, I mean, we're, we're about out of time. But just to summarize this, I think the entire reason that we, because you'd mentioned it well, Ben, earlier, that we like to, to bang this drum and oftentimes... We're just, it sounds like we're singing like different verses of the same song. 
um, in the midst of what we're saying is, but I think that, that most of this, and I think most of both of our journeys, um, have come to the point of being able to say, all this stuff that we're seeing, the, the Franklin Grahams, the Ann Graham lots, and, and folks like this, the Pat Robertsons, you know, all of this that we begin to see is, is being able to say that isn't the way that I read and follow and see and believe in Christianity. Um, I see it as a very, very different path than the way that is being portrayed uh, by all of these despots and uh, folks that I feel like are, hate, are, are very hateful, are very bigoted, and are clawing onto a past that never existed. And so we continue to come back to this every once in a while when stuff like this pops up in the news, simply just to be able to say, I would say don't give up on, um, on faith, but I would say give up on a lot of these people yeah. and, and choose a different path. Yeah, there's, there's other stuff out there that's worth listening to. And so as we get to the end of this broadcast, uh, just a reminder, you can catch us on podcast at www.snarkyfaith.com. We're on iTunes. We're on Facebook. We love feedback. Uh, please, please, please go on iTunes. Give us reviews. Give us feedback from all of this. We love to interact with you guys. And uh, much like Ben was saying, that we beat the drum over and over again about stuff. So go check us out on the website. There's all of our last episodes that we've put out. And we uh, are out of here because the time has expired. We will catch you guys again next week. Thanks so much. WCOM is listener-supported community radio. And Snarky Faith is only possible through our sponsors. Aqueduct Conference Center was established in 1978 as a peaceful destination for small group meetings, special events, conferences, retreats, and weddings. For more information, go to www.aqueductcc.com. We are also sponsored by Lumen. Lumen, a spiritual community of seekers, sojourners, question askers, Doubters and Skeptics is a collective of fellow travelers that embrace the truth that all life is sacred, hope is real, and tomorrow can be better than today. All are welcome. You can find more information at www.lumencommunities.com. <laughs>